sister friends. Hey, I'm Tanya Burke, your host of We on the Table. We have another great episode in season one. That's why I said it is season one. And today we have our regular sister friend, Beverly Walthall. Let me say that again, Beverly Walthall. I feel so sophisticated when I say that. But Beverly, like I said, is a regular sister friend of the show. And she is, I mean, she is a multi-six-figure business strategist coach, consultant. I mean, she's an author. She has a TV show. She has a radio show, you know, based out of Atlanta. Beverly is out there killing the game. And she's doing all of this built on her foundations of Christ. Yes, I said it. She is a lover of Christ. And she's here to talk about how she hasn't had to waver her faith in order to be successful in this business game. So I'm going to turn it over to Beverly because she can say it better than I can. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, my sister friends, welcome to another episode of We Own the Table, where you don't have to beg, borrow, or steal to have a seat at the table because this is a table that we built. Today, I have another fabulous, fabulous sister friend. I mean, this woman, we call her Bev, Beverly Walther. She is the absolute bomb.com. And I mean, when I say absolute, I'm not holding back on that. As you heard her, her wonderful bio earlier, I mean, it, it just really doesn't give her enough justice. I mean, Beverly is a multi-figure, six-figure, multi, mo and tie. Y'all get that multi, and I'm not talking about bow tie, they don't come with the bow tie, but multi six-figure business strategist. She's a speaker, author, and I believe the book that she was in was a bestseller too. Oh my goodness, she's a trainer, consultant, and she's the CEO of BCW Business Ventures. And peep this out, she's also a TV show host, okay? Bev is doing it all. I mean, doing it all and out here killing the game, literally killing the game. And so we're so happy to have her here today. And she's a regular sister friend on We Own the Show. So she is going to be here always dropping some information for you guys. But today we want to learn a little bit more about Bev. I mean, because just a little bit that I told you, and this is just a little bit, that's just the tip of the iceberg. So welcome, Bev. Ooh, hello, hello. First of all, I'm like, she's talking about me. I had to go check my driver's license to see if that was me you were talking about. Okay, yeah, thank you. 
I mean, you have done so much. I mean, and that's just the tip of it. And um, and you're not done yet. You know, that's that's the great part about it too. I mean, the first black woman to host a business morning show. I mean, there's there's like I could go on and on. I like I could spend this entire show just going through, uh, going on and on and on and on about the marvelous things that you've been doing and what is near and dear to me and what drove me to uh you know to you when i initially you know met you was the fact that you're doing all of this in the name of god um and that's the thing like when people will say to me all the time either one i make it look easy or two you know like bev how do you do it all and i i always I'm always completely honest and say it's not me, it's God. Because if I stopped to really think about it all, <laughs> I think it was it would scare me and I wouldn't do it. And so it's really and truly just partnering with God every step of the way. And that's why it looks the way it does, because I'm not doing it in my own strength. I heard that. She heard that, y'all. She's not doing it in her own strength. And that's the problem that oftentimes we have we do things in our own strength we try to figure it out on our own we try to clean up the messes on our own we try to do everything on our own when we have god there to to be of assistance to us because he wants us to succeed so i'm so glad that you one were obedient and you heard the call and you said okay i'm gonna listen and and do this because you didn't start off doing this you started off in education am i correct yes so i always and actually as a matter of fact my sister texted me the other day i have always wanted to teach i remember going to school and my sister we're what they call you know step uh stair steps so my sister we're like what 18 months apart somewhere around and mom and daddy they got a little excited that they had me um but <laughs> what happened was i would go to school and then i would come home and teach her whatever i learned so i always 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 wanted to teach so i knew i was going to be a classroom teacher i had an absolutely amazing uh math teacher in high school and so she was the one that kind of solidified things for me of i knew i was going to to teach but what i also knew was i wasn't going to retire from the classroom either like so i knew i wasn't going to be you know like you see the older people on tv and you know yeah miss well my name is Walter Nam, but I was quite sure when I retired from education to be something else, like, you know, I would have gotten married or whatever. Um, you know, Miss Miss Williams, you know, she was amazing. You know, she taught for 42 years. Like, I knew that wasn't going to be the case. <laughs> so I knew I wasn't going to retire from it, but I knew that education was going to always be a huge part of what I did. And so even now in this role, although I'm not a traditional classroom teacher, I still get to educate others. So, you know, I, I guess technically, I guess I will retire from education, just not from the classroom. That's all. Okay, thank you, guys. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, you know, unconventional. God, he, he, you know, how we initially think that we're coming in, you know, and, and going to do things in the path that we think that we're going you know, he could just take a give us a taste here and a taste there and say, hey, I only want you to get a taste here because this is what ultimately is going to lead you to where I want you to be. So, hey, how you get there, how he gets you there, uh, that is, you know, that doesn't even, we don't even care about that. You know, we care about you getting there. <laughs> and so when did you come to the realization that you said, okay, 
it's time for me to make that transition over to this business side. Like you said, you always want to teach. You've always been an educator. You're still an educator, but in a non-traditional sense right now. Mm -hmm. And so actually I had a start, you know, I did a stop and start type of thing. So anyone who's been an entrepreneur, you know, it is not this just, you know, from point A to point B and it's a smooth, it looks like this and all of that. And that was my, that's been my path and my journey, which is cool. And so initially uh, when I was in the classroom about seven years in um, is when I had that first urge to, to step outside the classroom and to, to do entrepreneurship. And so a really good friend of mine, she had left the classroom, started an in-home tutoring service. So this was back in like 2006, 2007 time frame. So those of you that remember like no child left behind type of thing. So way back then. Um, and so, uh, you know, supplemental educational services was really huge. So tutoring was really huge. Like the state was paying and all that. So she was like, yeah, babe, I replaced my teacher's salary. I was like, well, shoot, I'm ready to go do that. <laughs> so that was my preparation. So I left the classroom that year. Um, and all I did to prepare was somebody told me they were able to replace their teacher's salary. And I said, okay, I went online to see how I could start a business. <laughs> and I started the business. Um, unfortunately for me, it takes a little bit more preparation than that. And so uh, two years later, I ended up back in the classroom. And the crazy thing is, it wasn't that I wasn't getting clients because I was, because once again, you know, because of what my background was, but my issue was my mindset. It was, I was so full of fear. You know, what if this, what if, what if, what if I always say, you know, we, what if ourselves into staying in situations, you know, that we, that no longer serve us type of thing. So I, what if myself back into the classroom, but at that point I had been bitten by the entrepreneurial bug. And so fast forward, like six years later, I was like, okay, God, I'm, 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 I'm tired. Father, you know, is it time? I was like, God, is it time? Because I feel like now is the time. And so at that point, you know, um, at the very beginning of the year, because once again, in, in K through 12 education, you know, usually you don't just quit in the middle of the year. So in September, I went to my administrator and I said, you know, this is going to be my final year. <laughs> so, you know, that way they knew in September that come May, it was a wrap for them. And so, so she knew ahead of time and, you know, so make a long story short, I ended up right around my birthday, which is in, um, in March, I started applying for jobs and ended up getting an interview, did the first round of interviews. It went amazingly well, uh, did the second round. And then the second round, they offered me the position. And so I actually, you know, I had the job before I, uh, before I left. So, you know, that was a comforting thing <laughs> to, to know that I had a, a back, uh, you know, a plan. So when I exited, I was employed. So literally my last day at work was like on a Friday or a Thursday. And I started my new job on that Monday. Um, and so it, and, and the thing was, I can only speak for myself and the people that I was surrounded around, you know, surrounded with, it was always, all you can do is teach. All I can do is, you know, all I can do is teach. I can only be a classroom teacher. I can only be a classroom teacher. So my mindset, I had to shift that. Because I was like, well, babe, that's not the case. Because if you're being told to leave the classroom, then it has to be something else that you can do. Mm -hmm. So for me, I, I did have to battle that whole mindset of I can only do, I can only do. And so, you know, fast forward, moved into this role. I was in a leadership role in this job. Like I had trainers that were under me. So I was someone supervising a brand new position. Like this role was brand new that the state of Georgia was doing. And so I'm like, okay, God, I, I got, I see you. I see what you're doing right here. Go ahead and set a girl up. And then six months later, I got laid off. Wow. 
I'm like, God, you ain't like, wait a minute, wait a minute, Lord. We had we had a deal here. Yeah, wait a minute, what you doing? I did my part. Wait a minute. And that's I think that's one of the biggest things, you know, as a as a believer is when you do something and you feel like you're in the will of God. And it doesn't work the way you thought. Because I even said, I said, God, I know you did not have me leave a career of 13 years to be laid off six months later. Like, no, uh, uh, uh. Like, I had to literally stand firm on what I know he told me to do um, and his word. Like, those are the only two things I had to go by. I'm like, uh, 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 God, what we're not going to do is this right here. <laughs> what we're not going to do is be unemployed. And it's just me because I can't call mom in there to pay the bills. So, Literally, I'm like, okay, guy, I know you're going to, you know, I know you're going to take care of this. And so I was unemployed for about a month. And during that time, I saw this job in, on Craigslist of all places. I'm like, okay, God, this ain't no kind of sex trade thing, right? I ain't about because I live in Atlanta. So, you know, that's huge. I'm like, Lord, I ain't trying. Look, I ain't trying. I'm trying to live right, Lord. I'm trying to live right. But, you know, bills do now. Bills do. Look, have me on the pole somewhere here in Atlanta. <laughs> but fortunately, it was a legit job. Um, and it, it, it allowed for me to do what I love, which was teach and train. And so I got to still work with the educators, but it was on a completely different level. And so, uh, but even when I got laid off from that job, it triggered this thing in me that I would never rely on an employer to be my source. First of all, I got, it reminded me that God was my source of everything because he sustained me during that time, even when I wasn't working. And then knowing that, you know, for me, that employment thing, it wasn't something that was going to be the only thing that caused revenue to flow into my household. So even then, when I got laid off, I did a couple of uh, multi-level marketing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, things so that that entrepreneurial thing was still there. Um, and so even when I went into the new career, the funny thing was people were asking me, well, Bev, how are you able to start these businesses? And in my mind, yeah. everybody knows how to start a business. Everybody knows how to do that, right? Yeah, um, but I realized that wasn't the case, and so that actually birthed this fourth business that I have, which is as a business strategist. So, like I said, it was a roundabout way that I got here. It was not a straight line <laughs> to get to this and, place I'm in. And you know, I'm glad you said that. I'm, I'm glad you said that because um, oftentimes uh, folks go into business, and and we know, especially black women, we're the leading a group of folks who start businesses, but we're not leading in terms of um, the revenue of our businesses and the successes of our businesses. And oftentimes I think that's because as sister friends, we, we go in, we're gung-ho, we start, something kind of falls apart or doesn't quite work out the way that we envisioned it, and then we, we drop it mm -hmm. and we leave it. And, 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 and so many times we don't come back to it. Mm -hmm. You know, and then we go back to a job or whatever we have to do to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. And the entire time we just have this feeling in the pit of, you know, our soul of this emptiness because we didn't go back to where really truly where I call it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that I appreciate you sharing your story and how you, you went up, you went down, you went up, you went down, you went up, you went down and you just but you kept at it. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. even if you said like you went through, you know, you went through the neighborhood, you went through here, you went I around the mulberry bush, but you got I to where you needed to be. <laughs> and so with all of that, what drove you to say, okay, 
you know, I've got this experience. I'm an educator. I've taught, I've taught people who teach, you know, I am, you know, I've learned all this about the business. What is it that said, okay, now I want to shift my focus on supporting Christian women entrepreneurs? So once again, it was not, I didn't wake up one day and say, God, I want to serve you. That was not my thing. (laughs) And even in that journey for me to get here, I I had an instance where I had to take in um, you know, my niece and nephew, they were small, like five and eight, you know, they stayed with me for a little while. And so at that point in my business, I was kind of cruising because it was like, you know, Hey, if I didn't hit my revenue goal, it was okay. Cause I still had the job, you know, so the money was still coming in, you know, type of thing. So I was literally cruising and I felt like I was towing both sides of the line when I really felt that God was telling me, you need to trust me. But I'm like, okay, God, but you know, look, I now got the babies too. So, you know, I'm now responsible for the babies as well. So I can't just jump out. You know, you can't just jump ship when you got these responsibilities. And so when my, my niece said to me, she was like, my, the job I had, I was literally traveling one, traveling one to six days a week. And so my niece was like, Auntie Bev, you're always gone. Nothing like a gut punch from a child. Like let a little one, to, let some words come out there. <laughs> yes, right in my stomach. I was like, whoa. And so I literally gave my two weeks notice. I said, I, I can't do it. And I, li- I said, God, okay, God, look, I- I'm, I'm getting ready to trust you with everything I got because now I'm getting ready to jump into this deep end of things. And so that was the catalyst to kind of push me into doing this full time. And then even the people that I supported, because even then I was really general with who I wanted to support. I'm like, okay, I'm supporting these women with their online businesses. And at that point, I had co-authored a book called Tying the Knot Between Ministry and the Marketplace. And so so I was doing a challenge with someone and she was like, Bev, she said, "Um, you know, I know that you said that you help women. She says, there's a certain group of people that seems to gravitate towards you. I was like, yeah, you know, I know that I help coaches and consultants get results the fastest. Like they were tearing it up. And so she was like, are they mainly Christians? I said, hmm, never really thought about it. I said, she said, well, didn't you write this book? Like, weren't you a co-author in this book? I said, yeah. She was like, well, just think about it. And so I actually went through my clientele. I'm like, yeah, they are all Christians. So I was like, but I can't support just Christians because I, li- I I promise you, Tanya, I had just went to my website, got it redone, hired this girl to do the copy on it, hired another girl to revamp it. So I just spent all this money. You know, on the as a matter of fact, you know what? I, I had just went in and changed the copy on my website is what I did. And so I was like, God, you know, I can't because, you know, you saw I just rebranded everything. I can't do it. He was like, bet. I promise you the next day, sent me this girl that did copy and sent me another girl that did the website. He said, so now what? What's your excuse for not being able to go through and now say that you're serving these people? I'm like, but God, I, this, I promise you, this is the conversation, but God, you know how your people are. I literally, I said, you know how your people are? Y'all don't be wanting to listen. <laughs> Y'all want to procrastinate, talking about you got to pray about everything, although you just spent the past two weeks praying. I said, God, your people don't be wanting, they don't want to listen. I said, and plus, I'm not well-versed in the scriptures. God, I don't go, like, look, I'm in the word of me. You got a personal relationship, but I didn't go to the seminary. I don't know this stuff like this. Yeah, that like, between every, us, that between me and you. Look, every excuse that I had, I felt like Moses for a moment. Just everything that I could think of to tell God why I wasn't qualified to do it. And I promise you, he was like, are you done? I was like, well, I got a couple more things to say, but I probably, it's probably not the best time to say it, right? And he was like, you're not doing it in your own strength. 
allow me to help you. Once again, you have the Holy Spirit there for a reason. Are you utilizing the resources that I gave you? Mm-hmm. I said, okay, guys, let me call this person here. I need you to come do this copy on the website. I need you to update that. And then for the past two and a half years, I've really been, that's been who God has had me serve in this season on my Christian, specifically Christian female coaches. You know, and our goal is to create more income and impact without compromising their Christian values. And so wow. we've, been riding, we've been riding for the past two and a half years. I have every once in a while, God, you still should, this is still my season, right? Okay, I'm just checking. And then I just keep going to do what I do. <laughs> got to check every once in a while because they sometimes they be acting. They still be acting, Tanya. They still be acting. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, um, the, I can't tell you because I, I get the feeling, you know, I, I understand the feeling that you had mm-hmm. about, wait a minute now, you want me to help Christians because they want, you know, they want to sit and pray and, and don't want to make no moves. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, our sisters and friends out there, y'all, our Christians and friends, don't get mad because we yeah. said this, cause y'all yeah. know it's true and off and then myself included. Who's going to pray on this? Mm-hmm. And, and been praying on it for 25 years. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, if, if God haven't answered yet, you need to check your connection. Your alignment, your Wi-Fi ain't working. You know? mm-hmm. so, right. Good. I, Good. I totally get it. I totally get it. But you took the leap of faith mm-hmm. and, and you were obedient. Like I was saying, you were obedient. And so that journey has led you to being a multi-six figure, not just six figure, multi six figure, <laughs> you know, business owner, you know, mm-hmm. consultant and business strategist. I mean, just the, the six figure piece, like how did that, I mean, cause it's a lot of folks out here that's, that's, you know, struggling to make, to be a thousandaire, you mm-hmm. know, let alone being able to get into the six figure range. And so the biggest thing, and we kind of touched on this just a little bit earlier, you know, when women go into to entrepreneurship, we are so used to doing things on our own, you know, because we sometimes we feel like we have to, which is a story that we tell. You know, if I don't do it, it doesn't get done, you know, type of mentality. And in my opinion, that is not the, the mentality to take into entrepreneurship because I am such a firm believer. God did not create us to do life alone, point blank, period. No, you, you, you're right. You can't be the banker. The 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 copy editor, the uh, the website designer, the business strategist. You can't do all that by yourself. And see, the mindset that we go into this thing with is, well, I don't have the money and I can't afford it. Once again, when you're trying to do it by yourself, then yeah, no, you can't. But once again, when you start standing, uh, stepping out on faith, okay, guys, you know this is what I need in my business. We had this meeting this morning, so you know what's going on. I know you are going to bring in the people that I need to help support in this thing. And so for me. I, and I tell my clients the same thing. I had to do what I could do at the moment as I grew. So when I first started the web, the first website I ever had. Now, I, I this girl did a five-day website challenge. Build your website in five days. I said bet, because that's all I'm gonna do. I'm all gonna I'm only gonna dedicate five days. And because my thing is, my people needed me to serve them. And so bet in five days, I had a website built. I, I to this moment, I wish I would have taken pictures of it. Because you can tell Bev built it, but once again, nobody ever said, well, Bev, I did not solicit you for your services because of your website. You know, I, I could tell you, nobody ever said that. 
And so, you know, for me, I said, I, I did what I needed to do. So I, you know, I had the website built, but my thing was, okay, God, I need people who have been where I desire to go. I want to surround myself with other women who were doing the darn thing. Pretty much is what I wanted to do. So I hired myself a coach. And that's the thing. Like, once again, if I'm hollering and screaming about this is the type of revenue goal that I want to hit, I can't do that by myself. I, I, I never I never had a six-figure anything. And so if I wanted that, I had to surround myself with other people who were doing that. So I, had, I, I hired a, a business coach or sales coach. I got around other women. I was a part of a mastermind with other women that had a similar goal. You know, I had to look at even what I was spending my time doing because a lot of times we say we don't have time for X, Y, Z. But when you actually sit down and look at your calendar, you realize that that 20 minutes you spent scrolling, don't get me started, that 20 minutes that you, uh, you know, had a post that you put on social media about people want everything for free. And 20 you got minutes, girl, and please. Stop it, because we're not about to look at our phone and see how much time we actually spend on the app. We're not going to do that. Don't you do that to them. Don't you do that to them. But, you know, we'll post something on social media about people not wanting to support our business because now we want everybody to jump in on the bandwagon and make myself feel good. And now you're sitting there responding to people. Yes, yeah, they, don't, they want everything for free. And I don't have time for that kind of conversation because I promise you, the people that were at the level that I was desiring to go, they weren't talking about people not their friends and family and people. That was not the conversation they were having. They were like, hey, how many of these do I need to sell? At what price point? If this is what I desire to make per month, what do I need to sell per price point? Okay, hey, that didn't work. So what do I need? Like those were the conversations that people were having. Those were the conversations I wanted to be a part of. I did not want to be a part of, you know, that limited mindset type of thing. I knew that the guy that I served, he told me he could do exceedingly abundantly above anything I can ask and think. Oh, bet. Anything I can add. Oh, God, we about to use, they're about to use her imagination because I know you can go above and beyond what I can imagine. And so I had to get into that space of, like I said, being surrounded by others. And that was one of the things that really catapulted me. Like I said, the people, my relationship with God, like I had to hold, like literally I was holding on to his words and his promises for dear life. I'm like, God, I can't let go because I don't have anything else to fall back on. This thing has to work. Like I had that mentality, like it had to work. And it did, like it had to work. There was no other choice. This has to work. Because I'm not good employee material anymore. I, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm like, Father, look. I, at one point I did go back and I'm like, yeah, this not going to work. Because you tell me, I got to talk to what time? I got to be here. What time now? Who? And I got to do, yeah, no, this not going to work. This is the Father. So yeah, this, this thing over here has to work. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. And you know, you said something earlier that really, uh, that really struck a chord with me was, you know, people need to understand that the work that they're doing is a ministry. Mm-hmm. And, and you mentioned earlier, you was like, okay, I went to the Lord and I was like, Hey, you know, look, I, I don't know all these scriptures. I'm not well versed in, in the word. And, and I know everything and I'm like some biblical scholar or whatever, but you stepped out anyway and God gave you, he gave you the fruit that you needed to feast on in order for you to be able to do what it is that you needed to do. So it wasn't like, okay, I'm lacking this, so I'm not going to move forward. 
Correct. Even though you may not have had everything you needed at that time, but he delivered everything that you needed because it was your ministry. It was something that you were supposed to be doing. And that typically is what happened when you are doing things that's in 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 in, in order and it's set with what God wants you to do. And so just not holding back and not saying, okay, mm, I'm just gonna wait until I, I you know, I'm gonna go and enroll in, uh, in, in in this, you know, Bible college, or I'm gonna go in this class, or that's where we, we get hung mm-hmm. up. And mm-hmm. especially as black women, mm-hmm. we get hung up and we don't make that step, and then we end up reading this book, taking mm-hmm. this class, mm-hmm. even working with some of the coaches, and still not feeling that you have enough to move forward in your own. You know, those things are helpful mm-hmm. and they're great, and they will help you get to where you have to go. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is you, and so you took that step and you've been through this journey Mm -hmm. and so you have said hey my goal is to have what one million christian women like doing a doggone thing like that that has been the biggest thing um you know and and i i say this to people all the time even if the people that you serve are not christians like that doesn't matter like your relationship with god doesn't have anything to do with the people that you serve in that sense you are doing this so that you are prepared and equipped and so i tell people all the time the magic with you being a believer in business and you being kingdom minded and kingdom driven when it comes to your business is the people that are attached to you they get to experience that overflow from you and so you know what i'm saying so when he's blessing you because you're in obedience and you're doing what it is that he told you to do they get the benefits of it type of thing and so you know for me i truly believe in my heart of hearts that part of what i do as a business strategist is i help these women to create generational wealth and to break generational curses like i believe that with everything in my being that this is a part of my assignment and so if this is a part of my assignment that means that bev knows that one the enemy does not want me to complete my assignment so i have to ensure that i am connected with my source because the enemy will try to use his tricks to get me off track and so part of that that's part of it and then two when i decided to answer this call it was no longer about me so it was no it was no longer well my hair doesn't look like this so i can't go live today or hey you know i don't have the words so i can't attend this meeting with these executives because i'm not i'm not equipped like i don't allow the fact that i'm a female that i'm a black female you know that i did not go to to, to like i don't have an mba i have the three degrees but i don't have an mba like i did not i don't allow those to be my stoppers because my thing is because i am a believer God put me put me in rooms that no degree could have put me in. No being connected, because you know they say it's not what you know, but who you know. No connection could have put me in. It was Him, and so for me, when I lean in on the power of the Holy Spirit and knowing that there are no limits, you know there are limits if you listen to the world and what the world says and the glass ceiling and all that. But there are no limits in the kingdom, and so for me, I rely on that that is the strength and so i draw that and i pull from that and that allows me to be able to serve these women that god has called me to be able to serve and so for me you know this assignment of one million and like i said the gener- creating the generational 
wealth and breaking these generational curses, like I, I take that so seriously. So seriously. So in your journey, have you found it to be, uh, have you had backlash? Have you had um, negative chatter? I'm pretty sure you had. Because, uh, you know, with this society we live in now, and even more so every day, we have, uh, there is concerted efforts mm -hmm. uh, to go against anything that is Christ-like, anything mm -hmm. that is that puts you in a direction of being closer to God. Mm -hmm. um, there's so much pushback. You know, now these days we even have what I call them wolves in sheep clothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm who's even using the word and using uh, the, the uh, a platform in, in, in God's name, but still pushing people away from mm -hmm. Christ. You know, have you found that you've had any type of pushback, difficulties or whatever uh, when it comes to uh, the, the population of people who you are working with? No, Tanya, it has been smooth sailing. Girl, what you talking about? It has been peaches and cream this whole ride. <laughs> <laughs> no, it at all. <laughs> but the the it's actually two parts to that, Tanya. First and foremost, I had to deal with the internal chatter. That was the first place I had to start with my own self-doubt, you know, my own shortcomings. Like I said, the conversation that I had with God about me not feeling equipped to be able to get out there and, and, and serve the people in that capacity. So one, and second, that external chatter, yes. And it's been there. And people will even ask, well, babe, you know, God has called me to serve the world. Okay, that's fine. You know, do what you do, but that's not who he called me to serve. And, you know, even in those instances where, you know, Christ is not accepted and all that stuff like that, my thing is when you are firm in the word, you already like, this is nothing new. I don't care what people say. Like there's nothing. Scripture clearly tells us there's nothing new under the sun. You think back when they first started the church in the persecute, like people literally were killed for speaking the word. So why would I think that it would be any different? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying now versus when the church first started. And mm -hmm. so that's what some people need to realize and understand. Like being a Christian, uh, it, nowhere did it say that it was going to be easy, smooth sailing. Like if you think it's easy, smooth sailing, if you think God is like a genie and you just rub the, the, the bottle and you get whatever you want, that's not how it goes. And so the thing is your faith, like you have to rely so heavily on your faith as a Christian. And so one thing that I, I uh, was told or that I heard was, you know, if you didn't, you know, if you got everything that you wanted instantly, like the moment you prayed for it, there would be no point in faith. Like that you would, you wouldn't need faith. All you have to do is say, hey, God, I want a four door uh, SUV with cream interior. And then you would look out your window and there it was. Well, I tell you what, you know, I got a list. If it's that easy, you just let me know. Give me the instructions. Yeah. And I, everybody, everybody, you know. But you know, people call on God like he's a genie in a bottle, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, for me, it definitely is not, it, even now, it's not a straight road. It is not a straight path. Uh, and I even have to catch myself and make sure that I'm not censoring myself. So even when, you know, and when I say that, um, recently I was asked to do an interview. And so it was, I had to, they sent me the questions I had to respond back. And I found myself censoring some of the things that I said because I'm like, you know, I don't want to mention that I'm a Christian because I don't want to turn off the readers. I'm like, but no, this person knows who I am. This person knew, you know, it, you can go on my website, my social media, 
bear so look so you know you know what what i'm about and so i had to end up nope i'm gonna go back and put this back into the answer that i initially had so like i said even myself i have to you know i have to make sure that i'm not censoring myself and so you know anyone that comes quote unquote against me i i i, I not that i walk into the day and say okay guy you know who who's against me guy you know i don't walk into it like that but i'll walk into the day and say okay guy i know that you are with me whatever comes up i know that i don't have to do this thing by myself and so that type of thing. And then, like I said, being surrounded by other believers is key. So when those things do pop up, you have a circle of people that you have there that will stand in the gap with you when it comes to praying, that will intercede on your behalf, that will stand and pray with you, that type of thing. So, yeah, it, it, it does happen. It is to be expected and it's fine. Um, you know, I expect that as, as a Christian. And, you know, I'm so glad you mentioned having a circle of people, mm -hmm. um, having a group uh it may you know solid it, it it folks always feel like they have to have an army mm -hmm. and you can have an army of two three mm -hmm. you know and, and and conquer so much just with those few people you don't have to have the worst thing you want to do is have uh people in your circle who one don't believe in what you you mm -hmm. are trying to do two uh wishing and hoping that you don't do what you do mm -hmm. and three Who's not on on the same page as where you trying to be? Uh, you you trying to be up here, and they over here talking about I'm straight with you know, mm -hmm. you know, right here. You know, you you trying to be on caviar level, and they talk about you know happy meals. Yes. So that's not gonna work. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you did mention though that you you had a you know you have circle people one you said who will surround themselves around you and pray for you and to uplift you and continue to encourage you. So it's good to have that in your circle, in addition to those other resources as mm -hmm. well. Yep. So I, you know, I, I, I've, I've watched you on social media, you know, you know, that time you say time you could be spending doing some other stuff. You know, I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I got, I got, I got issues. I'm in rehab for it. Okay. Yeah. I'm, getting the, I'm getting the help that I need, you know, the social media rehab. I, I'm getting it. But I have uh, stalked you on Facebook. Um, and I, you know, I've been seeing your, your crew, your, your entrepreneur crew. And I said, "Ooh, these ladies over here killing the game. You know, uh, every day it's like, you know, and I love to see those stories, you know, to see the testimonies. And I say stories, the testimonies of these women when they say, I took Bev's free, you know, three-day, four-day, five-day boot camp or whatever. And I never made a sale before, but the day after I took, you know, the first day of her class, I sold my first, you know, uh, four-figure course, or I got my first, you know, five or six-figure deal or whatever. And I'm seeing a lot of that, and especially lately, especially in this season of COVID-19 where they're saying that, you know, everything is all bad and it's all doom and gloom and everybody is, you know, out of sorts. But I'm seeing that these women you are working with are like, they killing the game and dropping it like it's hot. It's like, woohoo, okay. And that, Tanya, what you said, you know, yes, right now we are in the midst of a pandemic and if you listen to the world, everything, and like I said, I am not discounted because yes, people have died, 
people have gotten sick, people have lost jobs, all of that stuff. Um, and so we are definitely not taking away from that. But for me as a believer, now is the time to especially dig into God's word and his promises. And so to be completely honest, this year of 2020 has been one of the best years for myself and my business and the people that I serve mm-hmm. in my business. Their businesses have catapulted. When I tell you literally closing 10, 20, $30,000 in a week type of sales. And I truly and firmly believe, and I tell my people, I said, you guys, now is the time to step out there as coaches. I said, because we're in a place in this world that most of us have never been. And people are literally looking for the answer. So whether or not the answer, you know, they're looking for how do I develop a better relationship with myself or with my spouse, with my kids, with God. So those of you that are in the relationship arena, those of you that are in the life coaching arena, you know, people are looking for those answers. You know, um, when it comes to businesses, people are like, okay, well, shoot, I got this extra 10, you know, because most of us are virtual or whatever. They now have more time to work on their business. So those of you that are business coaches, sales coaches, you know, marketing coaches, strategists and all that stuff, you know, people are looking for ways to be able to build businesses because you can look back in history and see that there have been million and billion dollar businesses birthed out of pandemics and stuff like that. And so, you know, using this opportunity, using your skill set, those of you that are at the executive level and you do executive coaching, being able to partner with these businesses and organizations right now that are in a space in a place that's unusual. You know, either they have these people that are now working from home for the first time. How do you keep your employees plugged in and still productive when they're working from home? How do you ensure that the revenue is still being brought into your business and organization? How do you work with your execs to make sure that they are equipped and handle, uh, equipped to be able to handle, you know, what's going on with the employees? The things that's going on with the, the murders with the by the cops, the social injustices and all that stuff. How do we have these diversity and you know and equity conversations and, all, and, and inclusion conversations? So it's just so much going on in the world where literally, if you are in that coaching realm, you literally have the door open wide for you to boldly step into and say, Hey, this is how I can serve you either as a as an individual or as a business. So to, for me and, and, and my clients that I serve, I tell them now is not the time to shrink. Like don't fall into this everybody's saving and nobody's spending type of thing. I say, yeah, that is true for some people. I said, but there are over what, 7 billion people in this world? Not all 7 billion people are in the same boat. Not all 7 billion people are unemployed. You know, so we that's why it's so important once again to have that relationship, know the word for yourself and, you know, really and truly get laser focused on that and watch what happens and that's what my clients have been doing and not only is the revenue coming in because yes that's amazing like i'm not going to lie you know thirty thousand dollar a week hey that's a beautiful thing but also they get to have that impact and they get to do it without compromising their christian values that's the biggest thing yeah that's important doing it all and not compromising your Christian values. Because we know, we've seen so many people who lie, cheat, scam, do whatever they have to do, um, you know, scrape whatever they got to scrape in order to do what they feel is being successful. And, you know, and some of them, you know, you know, all but short for selling their soul in order for the, to get the, the, mm-hmm. the dollar. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that you are working with women and sharing with them that you don't have to do that in order to be able to be successful. You don't have to scam people, lie to them, cheat, 
you know, you just don't have to do any of that. And you still gonna, you still can be a multi six figure, um, you know, uh, business leader. And so that's very important these days, too, because we're like, as we see every day, um, uh, values, Christian values, they are trying to eliminate and, and push out of the equation. And um, it's very important in this season that those people who have a platform in front of women, um, and especially with black women, to make sure that we hold steadfast in that, that no, that's not the case. Exactly. So you're doing a great job at doing that with the women that you are, are working with. Thank and you. And so, you know, I commend you because you're you're really going against the the the, the societal grain uh, in, in, in the work that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. It's like I said, it's not always easy, but when you know, first of all, whose you are and you know your purpose, that makes a huge difference and it allows for you to remain plugged in to walking out your purpose, no matter what is going on in the world, period. Yes, that's, that's right. That's right. That's right. So you've done, you've done so much. We, I mean, we've talked about so many different things that you've been doing. What's next? Like what else could, could Bev put, you know, or like, what is it that, what, is there anything else you know, on your list to where you was like, okay, I want to do this next. Yeah, it's, it, you know, this between me and you, just Tanya, right? We, just between two of us, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, look, you know, my thing was, okay, God, you know, my goal, business, multi six figures. God, you know, I'm good. And God told me, no, you have a multi seven figure business. I said, well, Father, right now, the setup. <laughs> is not set up for multi seven figures and so for me you know there are some shifts in even my business model um and so you know i had to share with my community you know i i you know and this season and things gonna look a little different uh which is fine so you know literally for me in this next season the work has been simple so there's going to be a lot of things that are streamlined in my business um allowing my team to handle a lot of things um you know when it comes to my business and then um you know even on the other side of this thing the the tv and radio aspect of my business um you know there are definitely some things that are in the works with that and you know um with things that happened this year with COVID, uh some things were put on pause but i'm like, okay god that meant just and that's the thing too you know when you're praying and you're believing god for something and then it doesn't happen when you thought that it would because things were supposed to happen in 2020 and so I said, okay, God, like I reframed it. I'm like, okay, God, so evidently it wasn't supposed to happen now, but I know you have something greater. And so I'm like, okay, God, cool. You know, and so, you know, talks are now back on about some things that will happen in 2021. I'm like, okay, bet. I'm, I'm with you guys. Look, I, I'm rolling with you in 2021. And so, of course, Tanya, when those things become official, bring me back on the show and we will have a conversation and your guests will be the first ones to know. One of the first ones in my community will get in my behind if they don't know first. But yeah, yeah, I know. Look, look, I know how your people roll. Yes, okay. yes, I love my people. I love them. Yes, but they will give me all kind of smack down if, I, if they don't know first. But yeah, there are definitely some things that are coming down the pipe um, that I'm super excited about. Um, and but it is it, it all birthed out of obedience, just being obedient. You know, doing okay, God, you sure? 
Okay, you sure? You sure? Not even sure. God, you sure? Okay, okay, cool. And then just roll with it and knowing that he will take care of it all. And he has been so faithful to that. And so it's it's a lot that's coming down the pike, and I'm 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 ready for it. Like I said, you guys keep your eyes out for it. But yeah, God has definitely been good, definitely. All right, y'all, y'all heard it from her. You know, we we will be we won't be the first ones to know. Second, second, second. But we'll be the, we'll be the second ones to know. Yes, I'm telling y'all, y'all, her folks. Them, them some Christian gangsters over there. Woo! I love my, I love my you know, yes. they didn't came at me sideways. You know, I, I on Bev's page, and boy, they, 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 they come for you. They come for you. They straight, you know, they straight gangsters over there. You to find your inbox out, but you're not gonna do. It's them like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. Yes. Don't do all yes. that. All right. I got some. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's been a, an absolute pleasure, Bev, for you to come on and drop. You drop so many great nuggets. So many great nuggets. And, and y'all I ain't talking about chicken or catfish. So don't go run and get your honey mustard and tartar sauce. Look here. I bring up food. See, I was trying. I was trying to be very nice about this and trying to be a little bit. You know, okay, okay. But let me tell y'all, this child here, the bev. Okay, she got she got the discernment and the gift of food. Okay, the, the gift of eating. That's what she got. And, and everywhere she rolls, she got Tupperware and full. Because if, if you invite her over, you ain't even got to invite her over. She, when she invite herself over, she coming with her own Tupperware and she coming with her own full. Because she bringing, she taking a few plates home. I'm just telling you right there. You said few, only two, only two. Well, no, third is the the, the the dessert tray. So you're right, it is three. Never mind. Go ahead, Tanya. What I see, I, I, I'm telling y'all, at least, but, but at least she's being honest. At least she's being honest. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, Bev, where can these our sister friends out here? Where can they find you? Yes, if you want up to the minute, what's going on with their social media? Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, at Beverly Walthour. Like, keep it keep it simple. Beverly Walthour. I'm not Boomquisha over here and my auntie over. No. Beverly Walthour on all social media. My website is beverlywalthour.com. My email, beverly at beverlywalthour.com. Like, keep it all simple. Keep it all simple. <laughs> all right, y'all. Y'all heard it. She said, keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. This is a multi-six-figure uh, business strategist over here. And she's saying, keep it simple. So that another another nugget on the way out look at that look at that <laughs> so so you guys have her information you know where to reach her and I, and I encourage you to go over and just check out what's going on with 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 the women that she's working with and I'm telling you you will be amazed and you'll be inspired and those of you who are trying to be in the same space now you have a place to be so again, Bev, I thank you so much for joining us and coming on the show and being a regular sister friend because Beverly is a regular sister friend of the show. And so as you all know, we had another great show and I thank you all for tuning in to We Own the Table where, like I said, we don't have to beg, borrow, or steal to have a seat at the table because we building these tables. And you don't even have to bring a folding chair. So until we meet again, You guys have a wonderful and great time.